Good people. Peace. How you feeling, Fee? Feeling an abundance of gratitude. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it that you're feeling that way. I love being here today on this space. Mm-hmm. I love the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network. I love how they hold space for us. Mm-hmm. So as we've been journeying together for quite some time, Man. you, myself, and the listeners. Yeah. I just like to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. It's with Kariga and Felicia. <laughs> and the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network and all of our Instagram cousins. And all of our Instagram cousins. <laughs> I think. Uh, I love them. You know, it's funny. As you talk about Instagram cousins, mm-hmm. I think about like how you may or may not get with family on the holiday or there might be that one somebody you close with that you know they become family because you share that time together yeah right it wasn't necessarily blood that brought y'all together but love did man i love that i actually really love having family like my friends as family coming over for thanksgiving absolutely i that brings me the most joy to be able to bring a guest and i enjoy the families that we are folded into Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a very special experience. It is. Can I give us our affirmation for today? Yeah. So this is one that's been in my reach mm-hmm. for some time. Mm-hmm. And in no way am I tired of it. <laughs> it's true. If you have your toolkit, <laughs> we're going to be reading from Soul Affirmations, a toolkit for reflection. And manifesting the light within. And we're going to read from page 24. All right. My gratitude for this life caused me to rise to my highest vibration. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's my. <laughs> the my gratitude, gratitude. For this life. Caused me to rise. And I like to. Place that calls me. If, if not even we even finish it, my gratitude calls me. Wow. But you know what? For me, I love that you brought this forth because we can really like dig into it. Mm-hmm. When I hear my gratitude for this life, mm-hmm. I hear a challenge and a reframe that's happening here. Mm-hmm. Well, a challenge first and foremost for me and and cause me to rise is like this reframing right because there are people who are experiencing the holidays differently this year truly us too yeah and i can remember feeling like i did not want to live this life this way Mm -hmm. finding gratitude for this life where challenges are presently existing I'm popping my peas, sorry. <laughs> I'm presently existing. That's hard to be called to rise. Mm. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge and respect the complexity 
of this affirmation and the truth as it rests upon you and me. You're like, I don't want to take any shortcuts or make it seem like it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I recognize how complicated the holidays can be. And I hold space for those of us who are experiencing them in grief. Right? Mm-hmm. Since experiencing grief the way I have in these last two years since mm-hmm. Kamayu was born, I've recognized that grief isn't only sadness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grief is also this immeasurable amount of love. And some may not find that love right away. I have respect for everybody's schedule. Mm. They're pacing. Mm-hmm. But what I know is what I know. Mm. And because I know that grief is not only sadness, it's sacred. It is an invitation to loving deeper than I've ever experienced. And I only know this grief because of a loss. And while I enjoy no parts of the loss, while I call forth no parts of the loss, it is my truth. Mm-hmm. I've experienced it and I can't unexperience it. Mm-hmm. So if the loss is what I experience, give me all that comes with it. You can't abbreviate it. Mm -hmm. So the days of sorrow, the days of mourning, the anguish, but also give me my portion of love. Give me my portion of wonder. Give me my portion of signs. Give me my portion of growth. Give me all the loss has for me to endure so that I may be better, not better as in uh, I am better now right? or this is not happening now, better as in I am better equipped Mm. to deal with the variety of days that life will present. I want to be better equipped, right? And exploring grief in its fullness gives me the love that grief has to offer as well as the mourning. Yeah. And for this love, for this love, different than I've ever known, I will have gratitude. It changes me from within. Mm. It's an alchemy, if you will, of having to know deeper than I can feel in my arms. Mm. I must hold in my heart the love that I know is true. And when I can hold this love in my heart, regardless of where I'm at on the globe, Mm -hmm regardless of what my arms hold or what they are empty for, that love in my heart, it's not something that I turn off and turn on. It Mm. is with me always. Mm. And it informs the way I engage with others. It informs the way, hopefully I can take time to connect with others. Mm. So it is not only sadness. 
It is also love. Love caused me to rise. Love lifted me. It also gave me permission to lay when I couldn't stand. Because mm. love was grace. It's not a pace. It's not an arrival point. When I could not stand, when all I can do is lay and wait for a moment where I felt like the waves were not over my head to then try to get out of bed, to then try to face a day that I did not want to see. It was love that carried me through each of those days. When I did not want to get out of the bed, love was grace. When I could stand, love lifted me. It creates an intimacy and inquiry for me around sourcing this love. Mm. It creates wonder for me. It creates a long time with my creator to inquire on the power of this love that I'm experiencing. Is it true? Right? Am, I, am I trying to just reframe it to be better or is it true? And I've gone back and forth just to make sure I wasn't trying to give myself a feel better approach. But it is true. I love uh, that you talk about going back and forth so that you're not just giving yourself a feel better. Well, I think of the other day I was I was asked a few questions about this experience of being Kamayu's mommy. Mm hmm. And um, I am recalling, it's funny, and we talked about this, and recalling when, when being asked about these things in particular, I also access the feelings and it can uh, sway me in my, my thinking because I'm, I'm still living it. Mm -hmm. But I love that you talk about understanding the fullness it was so very important for me in in the early onset of my grief to acknowledge the truth within all of the truth right mm -hmm. especially how things felt immediately in those in those days because i felt like if i had not fully understood the depths of what it was that i was feeling and tried to rush to a better that i was not well yeah that you are somehow creating this alternate reality because of the inability to endure the current one. Yes. And you didn't want to do that to yourself. Mm -mm. And it's like, I needed each of that, each of those days that held that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The portion as you, mm -hmm. you use to describe, mm -hmm. I needed my portion of sadness and my portion of rage and my portion of anger and I also had my portion of love, wonder, and signs. I remember when the signs started coming in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in return, it wasn't better. It was, for me, I feel well. Well. I feel well, man. That was so important. Cognitively, spiritually, I am well. I think about, as we say wellness, I hope folks are making room for that conversation, mm. whether it's with the cousins or with the <laughs> elders or however you, wherever the, wherever the meeting is taking place. I hope folks are making room to discuss that, having the courage to bring up wellness 
not for the sake of being a part of the new generation, having the new conversation, but for the reality Mm -hmm. that we've all endured something Mm -hmm. we could not even have imagined. Mm -hmm. And here we are. I I was thinking about what you're saying. You're hoping that people have this conversation. I hope that people are sharing their stories. Yeah. Because I think in return and sharing stories, you are able to exchange these this this wellness, if you will. Or the paths that can lead to it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you talked about this love and this needing all the days, needing all the grace that it took. Well, certainly. You need every day because that is the only measure of the love. <laughs> right. So as the day goes by. And you cannot name, cannot identify why it hurts that way, why it aches that way. Every day measures the love growing stronger. Mm. So time is no longer the enemy, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. the measure. <laughs> time was my enemy. I love how you put that. Oh, it, f- it feels that way in so many, in so many instances. Mm-hmm. That's mainly when you can't control it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you can be in understanding with it, you you find its truth mm-hmm. in what it does and what it's come to do for us. So I think about parenthood, angel parenthood, and parenting a child that is present earthside. I'm having so many different experiences. But something that comes to mind is how much love you have for your child Mm -hmm. in ways that you did not know you were capable of loving. Nothing has unlocked that part of your DNA yet, your ability, your desire to love. I think in grief, when you find out all the places it hurts, Mm -hmm. down to your very fibers, down to your very bone, Mm -hmm. you say, wow. Those are all the places love resides. It's not, oh, love just is not in my head. No, where the love resides, where the love resides. You know I had to say. Of course Felicia did. (laughs) It It would not be right if Felicia didn't. (laughs) But I think about, um, yeah, when I realized that love is not just in my head and love is not just in my heart, it's my being. Hmm. It's my, It's my being. It's my whole. And we talk about this exercise of taking inventory of the things that are occupying love's territory. And when I find out how much more love I'm capable of carrying, Mm. I put some things aside and I pack up on the love. It's what I need most. In my pain, I don't need the anger. It is it is good to experience but let me just be very clear, not anger with the reality of your situation, but anger maybe in how someone has maybe treated you in your reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I can't hold the anger I have for the people who mistreat me. I can't hold it. The experience was enough, but I can't hold the anger. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather put that down. Leave it where it be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. dust my boots off <laughs> but really pick up love in exchange it's it's heavy and light all in the same 
Mm. And when I think about, well, let me just name it. Like, I don't know what to think about the holidays, this holiday especially, right? Let me just name that because of the nuances and the lack of love that was shown to a particular group of people, right? And how this all comes to be. But if you should find yourself with family, with loved ones, I hope that we are making room to practice love more abundantly. Mm-hmm. That we are loving across difference. Now, it sure feels good to be around folks that you want to be around. <laughs> I get it. That's like the fill up so that you can love the people who you don't necessarily choose to be around. Mm. At least it will stop you from judging them. Mm. Because once you judge them, you carry, you carry that load. So I'm hoping that this day of reflection, time (laughs) with family, the giving of thanks for the day presented helps us lean into all those feelings. I really want to just make space, like put safety around the families who are experiencing the early onset of grief. Mm -hmm. I want to wrap arms around just to let them know that I know time seems really cruel, but we are here to provide grace for you Mm. so that you can experience the time. However you experience the time, but we all need grace, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody needs you to show up more than you advise for them this holiday. Calling them and asking them how they're doing might be a more difficult conversation than just calling to say, I love you and I see you. (laughs) Calling them to ask them to articulate almost any of their feelings can be challenging, Mm -hmm. but you can be a good listener for whatever comes forth but you can call and acknowledge them or you can be of service. You can send groceries. You can send a gift card for groceries. What was it that Trey said to you that time he called you, your student? He said, I just want to let you know that I love you. And I know nobody could tell you how you feel right now, but I just want to let you know I love you and I see you. This was a call I got from a student after I lost my brother in 2014, who he himself had lost brothers to gun violence. And there wasn't, he wasn't requiring me to even begin to talk about my feelings. He was just calling me to let me know. He loves me. He sees me. He has so much wisdom then, man. I didn't even realize it. He was just in high school. Imagine somebody having that much wisdom yet still finding it challenging to navigate the graduation requirements for high school. Mm. The conundrum that is clearly he knows what is essential about life, but trauma from not being seen. So there is a trauma associated with not being seen, not being seen in your personhood, whether things are good or challenging, but especially in one's grief. When they don't feel seen, when there is no grace given to them, it can create 
a trauma associated around being around folks who can't see them. So I hope we are increasing our visibility for one another (laughs) this holiday season. Whether you have the skills to articulate it or not, seeing folks is so critically important. When they feel seen, they feel like they can be whole. You know, one of the challenges around experiencing grief in the workplace is that the workplace has its own pace and culture that may sometimes feel like it invisibilizes your grief. Yeah. And because you're not able to be the version of yourself that the work requires of you, mm-hmm. you feel challenged or maybe anxiety around work. Mm-hmm. And it's not fulfilling that need for you to be it's just the way capitalism is set up we can't afford to grieve and not be able right to have a place to call home so i also want to hold space for those who are experiencing grief in the workplace who aren't afforded the opportunity for time away and i'm not talking about the company's grievance policy Mm-hmm. the seven days or the 10 days they give you. <laughs> I'm not talking about, I'm talking about true grace, true space to be with the feelings. Then the courage to be with the feelings and investigate the feelings. But you don't start the investigation process right away. Being with them feels like so much work. Mm-hmm. You are tired after being with those feelings. Mm. exhausted even this episode of soul affirmations is brought to you by mcdonald's proudly serving communities since 1965 wow 1965 that's a long time they've been a part of my life for a long time actually (laughs) i think about so we can talk about like different mcdonald's at different parts we can whether it was my time growing up in sacramento the one on 29th and florin Mm -hmm. that was like that was, the first, that was a hub for everything. Yeah. You got off the 81, yeah. got something to eat, saw your friends. This is like <laughs> pre-cell phone, pre-social media. Right. So McDonald's was the hub. Yeah, I remember that one. But if I really want to think about like how McDonald's showed up, grad school, when I was living in D.C., yep. Maryland, mm-hmm. and I didn't have Wi-Fi. My teaching salary didn't really let me have a Wi-Fi. So wow. I used to go to McDonald's mm-hmm. to submit assignments to Blackboard in oh, grad school. Oh, man. I vividly remember those moments in grad school. I remember them in undergrad, but very much so in grad school. Mm-hmm. 4 a.m. trying to get me a coffee real quick so I can get bust through this next assignment. Mm-hmm. Or even just 4 a.m. after the club. trying yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, I thought that might have been. <laughs> Either way, McDonald's has definitely been present for me. Man, it's. It's a staple for real. It is a staple. It is a staple. And now I really understand why they say I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. And uh, I'm thinking of this affirmation and how we are dissecting it and where the reframe happens. You have to be with the feelings enough to be able to reframe them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I was trying to define, define this. I shared with you. Like I, I remember feeling that I wanted nothing to come from it, right? Nothing mm-hmm. to come from the grief that I had just experienced. No no one to find any rationalizing of rationalization of what happened, spiritual and or otherwise. And the reframe is that Kamayu did come. 
And my love for her is so big that I wouldn't want that to change. Mm. So the reframe is not this mere searching for joy or gratitude because I don't like the feeling of this pain, right? Mm -hmm. It's the cognitive process of finding the joy and that gratitude that feels the pain. A place where love feels pain. Where love feels pain. Felicia, I love that articulation. Thank you. I love that you are expressing the pathway that you take, right? Give me a place where your exact words again was where the last word of that that phrase. Oh, it's the cognitive process of finding the joy and gratitude that feels pain. Yeah. Yes. Rather than. Yes. But that is. You know what I'm saying? That is the (laughs) affirmation. Yeah. My joy for this life, that means all it has come with. It's not the accelerator. It's everything this life has come with. My joy for it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) calls me. And how could it not? If I could even have the courage to have joy after everything I've been through, then that joy has some power attached to it. Mm. It is not a emotion. It is a power. It is a fruit of the spirit. I can't invisibilize my conviction with love and its correlation it has in my faith. Mm -hmm. But potentially one of the hardest things to resolve, the hardest thing to resolve is the love that I practice, the love that I know won't stop a crucifixion. Mm. Like I know that it, I just took it like a leap of jump. But what I'm saying is, well, some people are feeling very crucified Mm. in their grief, not being acknowledged, Mm -hmm. not being seen, not Mm -hmm. being supported. How could you be so cruel to me? Mm. How come you cannot see me? Why are you holding this policy as the measure of what I deserve? Can you see beyond the policy that this workplace holds and see that a human being needs more? Or are you going to just hold this up to me? This is all you have to say. Mm. So as we talk about this love and this loving more abundant, I don't want it to be a, a miracle wrapper or band-aid around those who won't choose to practice love the way we do. But I will say that in this life, I would much rather be on the side of those who practice love than those who spend their time trying to resist it. Working for the greatest cause. That is what I am saying. The greatest cause. One must understand that a man is just a man. Don't you judge him for his ways and flaws. Mm -hmm. Speak of love tomorrow. You'll be doing good, good, my brother. brother. You're working for the greatest cause. Junior Junior (laughs) God. These were, but it's, it's so unique, right? Like there is a grace I have. Like we can't invisibilize. And maybe also like you have to, I have to contextualize that statement that I have a brother who was taken from me by gun violence. Mm Mm-hmm. So this, when I say my joy for this life, it also includes that experience. Right. 
and the way I had to resolve in me what the power of love can do. Because revenge was a prison of its own. It consumes you. It it studies your schedule. Hmm. It knows when to find you. It knows when to stir up. Revenge is a jail in its own. I'm, I'm telling you, there is not, that is not the path of living for the greatest cause. I don't judge anybody who's ever had to retaliate. I bid them peace in that work it takes to resolve. The brain can craft so many unique and plausible and rightful just emotions and make you right for doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there is the after. Mm. It's the part that no one can see. No one can see after. And yeah, I've lived through some of the deepest feelings of revenge. And I'm so glad I chose love the way I do. I like the quality of life I live. I like the global passport it gives me. Mm -hmm. I like the connection to God's children it provides me. I love the in-depth conversation I've had with people far all over the globe. I love the look in the eye of people who I don't speak the same language as. <laughs> I've experienced that all over the globe as well. Mm -hmm. And it is true. This love is the greatest passport. passport. <laughs> it is. And we just, we carry it and we investigate. So I really just want to just take time to emphasize the increased visibility I hope we're having this holiday season. Mm -hmm. Really seeing folks. Mm -hmm. People have made it through a lot just to make it to that day. We are on the heels of massive loss. So many people are experiencing the first holiday without a loved one on a massive scale, family nuance specific, but also as a result of the pandemic, mm -hmm. families' calendars have been rewired, redated, reconfigured. Some people are still trying to figure out if they're going to have the dinner. Right. And if they're going to have it in that home. Mm. For the sibling or the mother or the father who has to walk past an empty room of a child who used to be here for the, for the young person who was experiencing not having the same home to return to because their parent isn't here in the same way. Mm. It's far more than just a, a sale or an advertisement or a meal. These are real hearts, real people who we have, the ability to show up for. And I'm just asking us to take inventory of the things that are occupying love's territory and show up for your loved ones. Show up for them. Let them know you see them, even if you don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. I see you and I love you. My gratitude for this life calls me to rise to my highest vibration. 
Thank you for this affirmation, Rita. Thank you for being my partner to live it with, to investigate it with. Thank you to the audience that comes here to co-investigate with us. Mm-hmm. Each listener mm-hmm. and each heart. I want to I want to go to the heart of every ear that hears this one. <laughs> and, and where you are in the room you will enter in. Just let that love shine through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We hope you have a full belly. Mm. That's a that's a big hope for some people. You, you ain't lying. Yeah, some people don't have a food like that. You're right. I remember some people I just try. I remember big ups to the families who were the recipients of the baskets. Okay. <laughs> we made everything work out that basket. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the folks who are filling baskets this season in preparation to give. Thank you for that, Rita. Yeah, I celebrate the givers. Thank you for that. I celebrate the givers. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations. With Kariga and Felicia. And all of the hearts and all of the listeners. I bid you peace. May joy abound. May it find you. And I bid you grace if you just need some time to figure out where you stand. The path is wide enough for us all. Love it. Massive love. Peace. Peace.